day. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing on such a beautiful day? Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. Hey, we've got some exciting news for you this morning, my friends. Kind of a great program. We're going to be sharing a little bit about uh, some discoveries made here in Kingman, Arizona. Things that I have uh, learned recently on a uh, few things that I have learned recently on uh, working on a research project here in Kingman, Arizona. You know, it's funny how you can live in a place for years and uh, discover something new. Well, I discovered a whole bunch of something new. First, I want to give a shout out to our good friends there with uh, the Road Crew, Road Crew 66. If you need a theme song for your epic road trip or adventure or a little bit of road trip inspiration, be sure to check out the boys there at roadcrew66.com. Hey, uh, first, let's, get, let's do this. We have a winner in our Route 66 contest. And uh, we started this on uh, March 25th program. Actually, we were giving a clue on every program. We had uh, giving a letter and we were looking for the name of a business on Route 66 and the community in which it was located. Well, we have a winner, Baron. He finally figured it out. The answer was Roadkill Cafe, Seligman, Arizona. Hey, we're going to get a new contest together for you. Start Wednesday morning on our Wake Up With Jim program. We, uh, that'll be at 6.30 Mountain Standard Time. It's our little short uh, programs. Ah, oh, today, my goodness, do we have some stuff to share with you. You know, it's, uh, gosh, it's amazing. The way this project started is uh, I was approached by Kingman Main Street. I had at the 2014 Route 66 International Festival here in Kingman, Arizona, there was a discussion about uh, use of QR codes and development of walking tours, things of that nature. The idea really piqued my interest, and uh, we, we talked a lot about the different groups. Uh, there was uh, just couldn't get any traction, couldn't get anybody really interested. And uh, so Kingman Main Street dusted that off. They remember me talking about it and approached me last year. Phase one is done, about 35 points of interest. We're going to be doing phase two shortly. Uh, phase one will officially debut on uh, National Road Trip Day celebration here in Kingman, which is May 27th. Uh, Really interesting, but uh, basically you can take a sneak peek at Kingman.Tours. You can get an idea of what we're doing here. The website's up. 
uh, the first point of interest as a kind of a teaser is there. Uh, really interesting. It's an innovative project that was developed by My Marketing Designs. And uh, essentially, it's several tours in one. You have a virtual tour with a 360-degree photo, uh, historic photo with a slider, a then and now. Uh, the description that, that is on the kiosk at each location that is linked to the website by a QR code, and then an extended audio narration history of the site and the people associated with it. Pretty neat project. Uh, now, this is, a, like say, an interactive program. Feel free to join in at any time, and we'll try to answer some questions. But let's, let's start with some stories. Let me uh, share this one with you. We'll start with, here's one. Uh, Pre-war motels, auto courts, are very, very rare on Route 66. Uh, they've just, they've you know, they had their time in the sun, and, and they're gone. And uh, let's see if I can get this to work here. We're going to start with the Arcadia Lodge. Started out as the Arcadia Court. And as with Route 66 itself, the motel evolved to the passing of time. In the years of the highway's infancy, railroad hotels remained a popular options. Campgrounds and rustic cabin camps were also popular lodging choices. By the mid-1930s, travelers become more refined, and to compete, motels needed to offer modern amenities, such as, well, hot and cold water in the rooms and radios. This was the era when motels began to replace the lavish railroad hotels, such as the Harvey Houses. Then in the 1950s, chains such as the Holiday Inn, Ramada, and Highway House increasingly made it difficult for the mom-and-pop motels to compete. With a decline in profits, maintenance was deferred, the properties were usually abandoned, or the motel complex was converted into low-rent apartments. Uh, the World Monument Fund recently listed Route 66 motels as some of, quote, America's most endangered historic places. And the pre-war motels are extremely rare. Well, in 1935, U.S. 466 was established with its eastern terminus at Route 66 in Kingman. As a result, investors looked toward Kingman and began establishing modern upscale motels. Now, John Miller was a pioneer in the development of modern hotels and motels. In 1905, he established the Nevada Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. A few years later, he expanded the hotel and renamed it Hotel Sal Segev, Las Vegas, spelled backwards. In 1939, he built the expansive El Trovador Motel Complex and Restaurant in the unincorporated community of El Trovador along Route 66 east of Kingman. The year before this, the Arcadia Court had opened at the east end of Kingman. The Spanish Hacienda-style court opened with promotion that proclaimed the motel offered the, quote, finest appointments for the fastidious guest. The AAA Directory of Motor Courts and Cottages, published in 1940, noted that the Arcadia was 15 air-conditioned cottages with baths, $3 to $3.50 per night. To provide a bit of perspective, most motels in Kingman rented rooms for $2 to $2.50 a night. Well, shortly after World War II, the complex was dramatically expanded, and the name was changed to Arcadia Lodge. 
The addition of a second story transformed it into a 47-room motel. The 1954 edition of the Western Accommodations Directory published by AAA included an expansive listing. Quote, an attractive Spanish-style court on landscape grounds. Air-cooled units have one or two rooms. Central heat and tiled showers are combination baths. Baby beds available. Jade restaurant adjacent. Pets allowed $4.50 to $10 per night. <coughs> Excuse me. A swimming pool was added a few years later to remain competitive with the chain motels and newer motels that were being built along Route 66. Purportedly, this was the first motel in Kingman with a swimming pool. In the fall of 1962, the motel was again remodeled. An article published on November 1st detailed some of the improvements. They included replacement of the dated neon sign with one that was more modern in appearance, which towered above the sign that indicated a Best Western affiliation. It was proclaimed to be the tallest promotional sign in the city, and that sign remains in place at the Arcadia Lodge. That was one of the discoveries I made, figuring out the uh, motel sign. I knew it was newer than the motel, but when did it go up? Well, here's another one for you. Now, this is uh, down at the corner of 4th and Beale Street in the historic business district. And this is uh, this was kind of a complex uh, research project, but it was well worth it. Uh, on September 2nd, 1911, now this is now, the building is now used as the art hub in downtown Kingman. On September 2nd, 1911, an article published in the Mojave Miner noted that, quote, M.I. Powers, a Flagstaff-based citizens bank, was in Kingman for a few days, getting acquainted with the people of the town. It is Mr. Powers' intention to open a bank in Kingman about the 15th of November. It was noted that construction was scheduled to commence within a few days. Before construction commenced, however, Lovin and Withers, the contractors for the project, announced that plans had been changed. Quote, Lovin and Withers Company Thursday last announced that a second story would be added to the building to be built on the corner of 4th and Beale Streets. The ground floor will be used for the new bank, the post office, and a store. The upper floor will be used for office purposes. The Powers Building, or Citizens Bank Building, was completed in January 1912, but it was spring before the interior details were completed. Corresponding to the construction of Central Commercial was a full remodel of the Powers Building and Citizens Bank. A brief article in Volume 18 of Coast Banker, published in 1917, noted that, quote, the Citizens Bank has taken possession of its remodeled banking room and now has one of the most modern and best equipped banking headquarters in this part of the state. On February 11, 1921, announcement was made that Citizens Bank branches uh, were merging. In Mojave County, this affected the Arizona Central Bank branches in Oatman, Chloride, and the location on the north corner of 4th and Beale Street. The Citizens Bank branches affected included Oatman and Kingman. In this announcement, it was noted that, quote, for the present, operations will be consolidated at the Arizona Central Bank. 
The Citizens Bank will be, remain open during regular banking hours for the convenience of safe deposit patrons until arrangement for moving the boxes is completed. With consolidation, the Citizens Bank clock that had figured prominently in advertisement was transferred to the Arizona Central Bank building. The Valley National Bank operated from the Powers Building until 1957. With relocation of that bank to the corner of 5th and Beale Street, the Powers Building was remodeled and included as part of the Central Commercial Complex. In 1978, the building was purchased by Babbitts and the facade extensively modernized. It was restored to its original appearance after acquisition by the Ott family. Well, that's just, there's another interesting discovery that I made here. And since we're talking about Central Commercial, which is a pretty expansive commercial complex here in Kingman. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about that story. Quite a building. The Central Commercial building is a tangible link to more than a century of Kingman history. Yeah, on the corner of 4th and Beale Street is the former Powers Building, named for M.I. Powers, president of Citizens Bank. And as I noted, that building dates to 1911. Well, in uh, originally the ground floor, as I mentioned, was occupied by the Citizens Bank and the post office, and the upstairs was an office complex. The vault upstairs and downstairs is now used for storage. In 1916, Lovin and Withers purchased property along 4th Street from the alley to Citizens Bank and on Beale Street east to the Mojave Minor offices. That's now the parking lot for Floyd and Company. Work commenced in what was to be Central Commercial, the largest and most modern store in northern Arizona, by the raising of buildings on both sides of the bank and excavation of a cellar. The Central Commercial complex on Beale and 4th Street that was built around the bank opened on August 20th, 1917. It was a gala celebration, a nearly full-page advertisement in the Mojave Minor read, quote, Central Commercial Company, successor to Lovin and Withers, cordially invite you to the opening of their new store. Music by the Los Angeles Colored Orchestra. Dance by the above at Open Air Pavilion, 9 o'clock p.m. The corner store for the store that was promoted as the finest in northern Arizona with a full inventory for home, ranch, and mine was Lovin and Withers Mercantile. Henry Lovin and John Withers were Mojave County pioneers with vision. And by 1900, they had built a fortune in mining, real estate development, and ranching, and through various profitable partnerships. They started the new century with establishment of the Lovin and Werther's Mercantile. Lovin would go on and serve two terms as Mojave County Sheriff and on the committee that drafted the state of Arizona Constitution. He was also Mojave County's first state senator. Withers served on the board of directors at Citizens Bank, was a major partner in several mining companies, and with Lovin built numerous homes in Kingman as rental properties. Within 10 years, Lovin and Withers Mercantile was one of the largest retailers in Northwest Arizona, with stores in Chloride, Oakman, Gold Road, and other mining camps. To supply their far-flung mercantile empire, the company pioneered the use of trucking in Mojave County. An article published in 1916 indicates that Jay Gates had become the front man for the company. Quote, W.L. Peters, who has made this territory for the past 14 years for the Swift Packing Company, and C.F. Flicklinger of the Firestone Tire and Rubber Company 
were guests of Jay Gates of Lovin and Withers Company on a trip to Chloride. Gates was a recent arrival in Kingman. In search of opportunity in California, Jay Gates had left Elkins, West Virginia in 1911, but for reasons unknown, he stopped in Kingman and found the opportunities that he had been seeking with employment at Lovin and Withers. An article published on July 14, 1917, noted that, quote, the interior of the building of Lovin and Withers, now known as the Central Commercial Company, is fast filling with hardwood furniture of all kinds. The wall shelf cases are all of hardwood and enclosed to keep the dust and dirt from the interior with glass doors. Refrigerating and glass of all kinds have been provided, and once in operation will make this the best appointed store in this southwest country. Corresponding to the construction of Central Commercial was a full remodel of the Powers Building in Citizens Bank. Gates and Central Commercial would play pivotal roles in Kingman and Mojave County development. Stores were opened in Flagstaff, Ash Fork, Seligman, Oatman, Chloride, and Gold Road. The company grew to include regional trucking and warehouses. December 1922, it was announced that Gates had facilitated establishment of a Rotary Club chapter in Kingman and would serve as the director. He would be involved with numerous civic organizations, including the Gun Club. In 1923, Gates first controlling interest in Central Commercial. His family would manage the store until 1978 when it was acquired by Babbitt's, an Arizona-based department store. There's also a celebrity association with Central Commercial and the Gates family. On April 6, 1926, George Farley Grantham married Ruby Lois Gates, the sister of Jay Gates. Grantham was born in Galena, Kansas in 1900, moved with his family to Gold Road in 1910, and attended school in Kingman. A few years later, his family moved to Flagstaff, where he attended Flagstaff High School and Northern Arizona University. A gifted athlete, at the end of 1922 season, he was hired as a second baseman for the Chicago Cubs. Between 1922 and 1934, he played for the Chicago Cubs, Pittsburgh Pirates, Cincinnati Reds, and New York Giants. He also played in the 1925 and 1927 World Series. After retiring, Grantham and his family relocated to Kingman. He died on March 16, 1954, and is interred in Mountain View Cemetery in Kingman. And, of course, uh, Central Commercial Building now has... Uh, Home to Floyd and Company, wood-fired pizza and barbecue, the cellar door, a great wine bar. All very good stuff. So what do you think? Pretty exciting discoveries? <coughs> Thought you might like that. Hey, uh, we're going to take this up. I've uh, got a few minutes for your questions, so we'll get to those right now. Don't forget, this is an interactive program. You can call in or you can uh, you can uh, send us a message and we'll answer it. But if you have any questions, now's the time to call in or ask. Uh, the walking tour is kingman.tours. You can get a sample of the exciting new tours we're doing downtown. These are narrated, self-guided tours, and it'll debut on National Road Trip Day, May 27th. Uh, we have a question here about uh, Route 66 in Kingman. When was it named Andy Devine Avenue? Well, it was originally Front Street, 
And it then became Andy Devine Avenue during a special program, an edition of This Is Your Life for uh, actor Andy Devine. And they renamed it, uh, it was Front Street, and they renamed it Andy Devine Avenue. Uh, we have another question here. Thank you, Angie. We have, ah, Mr. D's. Everybody's familiar with Mr. D's Route 66 Diner downtown on Route 66. It's kind of a, a garishly painted caricature of a Route 66 diner, but it is actually the authentic deal. It was established in 1940. So it was became the Kimo Cafe, K-I for Kingman, M-O for Mojave County. And there's a Harvey House connection. But we'll have to share that next time. Guys, don't forget, these programs are interactive. These programs are uh, broadcast live uh, Sunday morning, Coffee with Jim, and Wednesday morning, 6.30 Mountain Standard Time, Wake Up with Jim. I hope you found this interesting today, sharing a bit of the hidden history of Kingman, Arizona. It's been a great deal of fun. Uh, like I say, all these programs are interactive, so you can call in or you can ask your questions here online and we'll try to answer them. And the programs, of course, are archived here on Podbean. And we record them as video and post them on the Jim Hinckley's America YouTube channel. Uh, we did have a winner on the contest. They will receive a signed copy of my new book. Here we are on Route 66. And we want to give Baron a shout out. Thank you. The answer was the Roadkill Cafe in Seligman, Arizona. Uh, we got a new contest starting on Wednesday morning's program, Wake Up with Jim. Uh, ah, we got a great question here for you. Uh, the jail, yes, the jail in Kingman is most interesting. It's on 4th Street at the courthouse. It was built in 1915. The jail was built in 09 and 10. It's uh, one of three remaining uh, freestanding jails that are territorial era. Uh, what's really interesting is the jail was built by the Pauley Jail Company. And when I started working on research, imagine my surprise to discover that uh, the Pauley Jail Company is still in business. They've been in business since 1856, and they are the oldest family-owned construction firm that specializes in building uh, correctional facilities. Do we have any other questions or uh, anything else I can answer for you? Well, if not, we are going to uh, wrap this program up with a little bit of music from Joe and Woody and the boys, the road crew. I hope you can uh, join us on uh, Wednesday morning for a short little uh, program, a little bit of trivia mostly, and then Sunday for our uh, more in-depth travel programs. And of course, all of these, like say, are interactive. My friends, till we meet again, adios and fire con Dios. Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. You know, I forgot something. Come along for the ride. 
Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. Hey, uh, our coffee cup sponsor of the day. I have uh, the Route 66 Museum in Clinton, Oklahoma has supplied my coffee cup this morning. Really, really tremendous museum complex. Uh, a couple bonuses for you. Uh, the narration of the tour is done by Michael Wallace. He was the voice of the sheriff in the animated film Cars. And one more bonus, they have an expansive gift shop and bookstore with a lot of books defaced with my signature. It's a great Route 66 stop. Well worth a visit. Well, that's it, my friends. Take care, and until we meet again, adios.